Alaska, Grim After Dark, starring John and Danny. Guys, Perfect. absolutely zero difficulties coming in today. Um, Everything is going as it's supposed to do. Uh, welcome everyone to Grim After Dark. We're bringing you the latest Unreal news and unqualified analysis from the grim darkness of the far future. I'm your host, John. Uh, joining me is Danny. Uh, he's a jolly old fellow. Welcome. Hi, John. I'm and really happy to be here. I'm super happy. I'm glad we don't have a misleading title that makes people think we're going to talk about fantasy um, or anything even good. Uh, but to help us right. not talk about fantasy, we have our, our third amigo, uh, Mr. Valerie Haffelfinger. <laughs> yeah. Hey. All right. Who needs hey. not these guys? You know what? Here? I think the show works better without him. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a second recording going on, so I have a second instance of OBS. And Amazing. I'm going to try to explain why it's not working. But anyway, it's not working. Here That's we are. Okay. That's okay. We're here. We're we're clearly heard, and get used to it. Um, Danny Val, how's your week been? How are things? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where am I? Nobody knows. I'm like Carmen San Diego. Um, uh, it's been a, a heck of a week. Just getting uh, getting back into school, getting that stuff kicked out. I'm ready to uh, to talk about. Some shitty opinions online, though. I'll tell you that right now. Heck yeah. Val, how's things going? LVO, T minus, like, what, a week and a half? Week and a half? I mean, that would be generous at this point. I think uh, we fly, Dickie and I uh, fly a week Wednesday. So, I don't know, a week and a bit. I'll give you a week and a bit. Week and Nine a bit. days. Week, week and a bit. Um, and while we're here, we're going to just do a quick 30-second pause. Um, as we remind okay. everyone, the list submission for the Las Vegas Open 40K Championships event is today. Um, so oh. if you haven't done it, uh, we're going to give you 30 seconds to do it right now. Uh, do it now. We mindlessly scroll on our phones. And I'll advocate for you Yeah. if you get a yellow card. No. I mean, he's not legally represented, so <laughs> it's fine. I think. Huh. Yeah, Rule 44, you... man. I'm not not there yet. Get, rule 34? 44. Oh, so the, the list deadline's yeah. not even a full two weeks ahead of time. It's just it's like, what do you week mean, week and a half ish? What do you mean, Val? It, the cutoff was the thirty first. <laughs> I mean, after all that, you know, we just yeah. checked. We we just checked. Uh, they changed list submission to December thirty first as well, uh, but they only did that on the twelfth. Anyway, Christmas uh, only came once a year. Hey, there we go. We got that's not obtrusive. That's that's great. Thank you for the resub. Wow. Uh, that's, wow. uh, that's very Time good. Uh, <laughs> Sticky has, has set up some technology to give us some hints Fantastic. as to when people do wonderful things like resub, subscribe, probably do super chat stuff too. Feel free to chip in a dollar to just completely disrupt this, the show. Uh, I think yeah. that, I think that would be a great call. That's so good. Uh, still we have some people unable to submit their lists. Guys, this is not the place for tactical or technological advice. Mm -mm, um, mm -mm. But if you personally message Kicker on Facebook, that's, I believe, his preferred communication <laughs> method, right? I will use, I will use though, <laughs> my, my, brief, uh, my brief experiences as a TO. And I'm just going to say, uh, I'm just going to ask, uh, uh, I'm going to guess here that probably the wrong email is being used. That is like 99.9% .9 of everything that I learned as a TO was, well, was that whenever someone couldn't find their, their, their thing in, in BCP, it's because they weren't using the right email. But maybe I'm, other, I'm casting aspersions. Sure, sure. What other takeaways do you have from being a TO? That's fairly interesting. I wouldn't have yeah, pictured that you is. in that role. Uh, what other takeaways do I have from being yeah. a TO? Yeah. Uh, have someone else handle all of the terrain, mats, and table setup, as Smart. happened when I was a TO. Quality. Quality. Um, you're gonna want to uh, just sit at your desk, but I have a. I, it's basically I use the same technique. Whoa! Thank you. Thanks for the resub. Thanks for the resub. You keep keep resubbing. To keep <laughs> <all face covered. laughs> it's fantastic. Um, you can actually see the dollar signs in Val's eyes every time somebody resubs. It's incredible. 
Maybe I could maybe oh. I could like move it move it off the, the exact center of the screen to some other kind of place. Super chat test. There we go. Fry Diddy. Two Hell bucks. Yeah. Up in my grill. I don't mind the yeah. the the uh, the think, animation design. It's it's pretty good. He yeah, said as you wish. Uh, Dicky uh, in chat letting us, letting, letting, one, letting two, us know uh, why is it smack dab in the middle. Um, I think the thing is, when you told Val to copy paste it into OBS, he did exactly that. Uh, so yeah, I did job. exactly that. There we go. Here, we can move it over right. here. <laughs> Beautiful. Last thing Put it on the couch. <laughs> right, guys, is... whenever you super chat or donate, you go right on our couch. Right on the couch. You really go. don't want to subscribe to the casting couch. That's all I'm saying. That's a different <laughs> website. If you guys are confused, I can help you out with that. Daddy can definitely help you together. out there. Um, um, let yeah. me just see. Anyway, guys. That's a porn reference. Moving along. Slide one. I'm not Slide ready. One. Oh, my gosh. Not ready. Oh. Even better. Well, my, my just... stream deck's busted at the moment here. All right, here we go. Slide one. LVO is coming, guys, uh, and the biggest streaming event I think uh, ever is happening at LVO. Uh, Val, why don't you tell us about the streams that we have? Actually, it is super cool. Uh, so obviously we have our stream. Uh, so uh, both John and Danny will be present. Um, Danny being an anchor, I don't know if he's read anything about what he's signed up for. But I'm just I'm just going to sit there. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. We just get you a nice swivel chair and just wheel you around to where we need you. Uh, Well, first of all, I have legs. I can push myself um, in a swivel chair from my hotel room. By the way, I'll be taking that back to the room at night because I'm not walking that far. Just just shuffle pushing himself all the way up the carpeted hallway in a PC chair. Just knocking over John on his segway. I'd fashion than John Cook. Um, (laughs) I saw who's who's saying it's not Peter Gabriel. Uh, he was a drummer of Genesis, also singer uh, Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Yeah, I saw Phil Collins the like a few years back. This is an anecdote I've shared before, I'm sure, but nonetheless, I saw a few years back, and he like I didn't know what was up with Phil Collins, and he just um, like sort of comes out on a stage with two canes, and like I'm just what? like my heart drops. I'm like, oh no, Phil Collins, and then he gets to the middle of the stage. And like gingerly sits into a, a PC swivel chair, a, a, com, a, a computer swivel chair, and proceeds to friggin' rock harder than anyone I've ever seen in my life. And never got out of the chair except for one moment uh, for in yeah, the air tonight. Yeah. He stood up. He stood question. up for in the air tonight. How long was that? He was probably catheterized. Yeah, probably okay. like that two was, and a half. That was my question. That was my question. Was did he 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 just peed peed in a catheter? Okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah, most. My, my, I mean, that's what I would probably have done. But anyway, we have our. <laughs> I make we have it a Danny in the swivel chair. We got we got Johnny, <laughs> running around doing segments and stuff. Um, and then uh, we'll have one game. We're going to be covering one game in detail, and then we also have uh, Dustin and Seth, um, running around doing field reporting. So we'll be getting live updates. I think sort of a higher tier of field reporting than say anything I've ever done. <laughs> so actually reporting, actually reporting turn by turn scores, having full scorecards for a couple of games in action, uh, being able to take requests from the crowd uh, to go find people out there and do stuff um, should be really cool. All that stuff going I heard on. Val, there's going to be a donation tier while you're watching where you can pilot, have Val pilot a drone uh, to find <laughs> your friend uh, at the event and really just fly in his face when he's trying to make a move. Drone cam is the last video oh. input so far on the. It's on the board, but this board has actually been moving along. It's been very unwhiteboardy. What? So <laughs> we're on hyperdeck. We're on hyperdeck. Next step is the RTMP server for the drones. Drones feed, um, and then. Um, but yes, I, ideally, drone cam back, guys. First time since 2020, the flight of the drone cam returning. Ideally, ideally, that was a big deal when drone cam happened. But in, in terms of other streams, though, <clears throat> we like we'll be doing one main table and then like good broad tournament coverage. We'll be streaming the whole time, um, except for when we maybe go to like some pre-recorded interviews and stuff that Steve Joel's done for us. So interviews with every uh, past champion of the LVO, interviews with wow. some of the people coming in from uh, the UK, 
Um, yeah, we just bagged uh, Alex Fennel. He was, uh, I believe, the first winner of the LVO. Ten years ago, remember, it was right. ten years ago. That's what that's X, that's means. X comes from. That's what the X means, everybody. This was confusing to kicker, but X <laughs> in Roman numer- numerals is ten. It's LVO ten, guys. So, yeah. question: Have we had ten LVOs, or has LVO been happening for ten years? Because we've yeah, been it's been happening here. for ten years, and I'm calling the Nopen uh, an LVO because we ran it's the, a good we ran the Nopen. I have a hat. So yeah, have have I've got hoodie. I've got like and objective markers. I've got I've got we got some of those. Got those. That. You're telling me that didn't happen? You're gonna gaslight me, everybody? No, that happened. It was real. I'm anyway. sick of the no- boss for that. I'm sick of the nopen deniers. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can find the full list of events or streams. I'm not done yet, John. Oh my I god. I just have ADHD. I'm not wow. done yet. Yeah. Well, I want to plug Wargames Live. They're going to do a second table in depth so that we have like sort of two tables of coverage mm-hmm. from the the 40k champs. And then if you're like, "Hey, my English uh isn't isn't my first language. Maybe it's, it's Spanish wow. or French." We also have French and Spanish coverage. Amazing. We have we have uh Yeah, we got uh French, Spanish coverage. And then maybe you're like, "I hate 40k." Um, I'd rather watch fantasy. We don't have any fantasy, but well, Games Workshop themselves. Paul Murphy should be streaming our channel, but apparently being on Games Workshop is cooler. So he's on Warhammer TV, and they'll be broadcasting AOS all weekend, or as long as he can stand it, I'm sure. And then uh, and then we've also got uh, Kill Team. Uh, this guy's streaming Kill Team. And then we've got X-Wing. We've got Legion and... A Song of Ice and Fire, all being streamed from the LVO. You can find it all on this actually very conveniently reworded link, tinyurl.com slash FLGNLVO. Um, There's a miscommunication between me and Reese, and the original URL isn't so great. But that's fine. It's great. Um, We have that streaming page. The links to BCP, by the way, will really help us out if if you use the actual LVO landing page that BCP's built. Um, is awesome. We've got so much cool stuff happening. There's promotion. We'll be actually, FLG is going to put a little bit of marketing behind driving people to that landing page. So we'll probably awesome. have more viewers that is that, than we've ever seen, hopefully, certainly in recent LVO history. And it uh, should be a really, really good show. Well, yeah. I have two things to say. John, do you need to say something? Because I, I don't want to. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I just want to say Isaiah Johnson in chat saying anything for the 2v2 narrative on stream. Um, I don't think we have anything specifically streaming for it, but it's definitely an event we can check up on throughout the weekend. Probably not. But probably not, no. <laughs> but Val, uh, sorry, Danny, you were saying. Number one, I can't wait to disappoint an entire new audience of people that are that are tuning in for the first time. That'll be really great. And secondly, yeah, I have a question for Val. Will they be translating our jokes, like our commentary, or are they going to like commentate on games that are happening? So the way the Spanish have done it in the past is they, they basically just talk over the commentary. Okay, um, well, perfect. And uh, they'll also be That's able to... They're also going to be able to steal from War Games Live too, uh, or co-stream, I should say, from War Games Live too, if they uh, if they so choose. But yeah, so they'll be talking over that, and I assume that when we're just shooting the poop at the in the studio with with uh, with Dan, perhaps he's doing some Dan splaining, um, which will also be a super chat option. Um, uh, I assume they will go to their own studio and talk amongst themselves with their chat uh, en français or makes sense uh, in Espanol. The Quebec of LBO, if you will, right? Sorry, mm-hmm. Quebec, whatever, however you guys say it. I don't know. Quebec. Quebec. Uh, Mark Accordi is still really hoping that someone gets slammed into the Spanish announce table like in <laughs> WWE. I do, unfortunately, believe they're remote, uh, but I can try slamming people into just the regular announce desk. Yeah, I can help. Yeah. For you sure. want me to stand behind someone's legs and you can push them over into the yeah the shield table? power bomb? We got it. Perfect. Um, slide two, slide dose comes up because uh, while I was going through the streaming page to make that tiny URL, um, the faces of LVO 2023 popped up, and I all was right. very confused at all this here. But this is the massive staff, um, and yes, that is a euphemism <laughs> that, that are going in to making LVO happen. <laughs> It took me a minute to find the just bad picture. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? Throw it back up. Uh, on the Where's two, Danny? on the top. Uh, 
That's your black and white lawyer photo? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I took my school uh, headshot. I thought we were getting headshots. I don't have a good headshot right now. So I am in the middle of the three at the, the very bottom. Oh, yeah, I see that you. Was, you look good, man. That was, that's my confused face when I was the first time I ever watched the rehearsal on HBO and I had no idea what was going on. I was very confused. Um, that was the, the best uh, photo I can think of there. Amazing. <sighs> really excited for that. Content. I like truly, that. Uh, truly. I like that kicker put himself right at the top of the L there. He it's, sure did. Uh, Sure good. Did. It's good placing for oh Al kicker oh I see I get the, I get it we got we got kicker Reese and Frankie in the V mm-hmm. and I guess they ran out of full time employees but um... <laughs> <laughs> and then right on the three at Turn the very over. end the streamers <laughs> um, amazing uh, moving on uh, guys I have a, a few a couple of things I want to go over here then we're going to get to our dice competition that I'm very excited about here um, but the next slide here shows something I found that disturbed and intrigued me it was Primark cheapies uh, so I split them up into two slides two sets of ten uh, this is our first oh. set here that has a little okay. grass, little curse little can uh, Danny you're more into lore than I am what's a Cody guru I'm sorry, a what? The the Cody Garo. Uh, Cody Garo? <laughs> Cody Garo? Uh, Cody oh, Garo? I know what that is, John. That's a uh, fan-made stupid Primark. <laughs> is it, though? What is he? He's it's cute. It's not anything. That's not a real 40K thing. Are these, are, these, are these licensed things, or are these just 3D printed things? These are just 3D printed things. It's the evil of 3D printing. They were actually originally uh, okay. cast in resin. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, oh. those are very old. Uh, so there we go. Uh, slide set two. We can pull that up here. Uh, Danny, with your immense knowledge, can you tell me which Primark rocket is on the bottom <laughs> left-hand corner? Uh, obviously, he's uh, uh, he's part of the second legion. Yeah, clearly. Big pee-pee. That's fair. Yeah, missing clearly. Primark. <laughs> missing Primark right rocket. there. Was he uh, a raccoon? Then he, well, he could be. He could be. He should he'll be. get mad if you call him that. Uh, but yeah, that's unless you had something interesting in there. Like for some reason, Dorn is holding a bone that a mad dog is trying to grab at. I don't understand why. Uh, Dorn's got a bone, has, you know. Yeah, dude. Tarion has a, teddy a dog, bear. Like a dog with a bone. That's how that's how Dorn defends his fortresses. I like. Uh, I liked Magnus's star wand. Oh that's yeah, right, that's yeah. adorable. <laughs> and his cute little and his cute little mono monocle. That's yeah. nice because he's a cyclops. That Lorgar looks insane. He's just shouting crap while holding toilet paper. Is he I wish pooping? he was shouting into the toilet paper while holding a megaphone. That would have been a better yeah. look. Yeah, weird. that's fair. Yeah, but it's very weird. I found that. I just wanted to share real quick. It's uh, for the audio listener. I mean, guys, it's almost two years now. You know by this point. Uh, but moving on, uh, we have we had the Lehman Russ. Now we have the Dorn. Uh, the Rogaldorn battle tank. And I found this one here suggesting the Perturabo Killdozer. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it says, take the fight to Dorn like a real bitter prick with the Perturabo <laughs> pattern Killdozer. <laughs> Daddy, oh. you're, you're a crunch guy. What are the stats of the Killdozer? Oh, easily, easy, 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 easy. Um, so it's, it's got a low movement, only movement eight, but fast, you know, faster than somebody like running, right? Sure. <clears throat> Probably. Does, it have, does it have a local savings and loan in front of it? <laughs> only if that's <laughs> been built on the easement that Perturabo wanted into the Imperial Palace, but was uh, denied. And therefore he has to drive it to for only two CP, you can put a small savings and loan in your opponent's deployment. <laughs> the real disadvantage, though, John, is that if you totally surround it, like every every little bit of it has a model touching it. Um, it, it the guy, the, the operator inside commits suicide, and that's oh, it. Oh no! <laughs> this got so yeah. dark so quickly. Oh. That's pretty um, grim. What, what are some other after dark? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are some other Primark vehicles that we should be able to expect in the future? Mm. So, I have the Perturabo Killdozer, the Rogaldorn Battle Tank, Magnus was... Unicycle. <laughs> Unicycle. It used to have two wheels, but now it just has one. Just the one. 
Oh, man. <laughs> the uh, Kisarokan, totally not a motorcycle. Uh. You, you just don't. He'll never get one. It's a Kisarokan quad bike. <laughs> oh, man, the, the, the sanguineous pattern coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Movement zero. <laughs> What about what about the uh, Rabute Gilliman standing desk? You know, because it's, oh, it's yes. very large in the charge. Popular in the Imperium. <laughs> you know, so you can get oh. work done and still get some steps in. You know, <laughs> the original STC, yeah, yeah, it had it had a, it had a little treadmill on the bottom of the. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, uh, Evan coming in hot here, saying everyone says cam bike, but I really want a Lorgar Pope mobile. You know, and I, if I were going to picture a vehicle named after Lehman Russ, it would definitely be the van from Dumb and Dumber and not like a real tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Lionel Johnson uh. Calvin sized bed. <laughs> Is he sleeping well, all the time? <laughs> we Is have he established. Is he so we sleepy? have established that the rock makes the wee moe. A wee moe song is flies through space. That's that nice. That's a look. Pretty sure that we made that joke, but I can't even remember what it is now. We did. That's that's, right. that's that grim, grim after dark lore is the. That's uh, right. Lore. It's going in the notebook. Mm-hmm. Guys, last <laughs> week or two weeks ago, uh, I made fun of a set of dice that I called unreadable. Uh, the Necron dice, uh, we were. Um, but Mike Novo, the, the maker of the dice, posted this on Competitive 40K that made me change my mind. Uh, yeah. These dice now appear actually quite readable uh, when they're not being. <laughs> super judged by people uh, so yeah. i felt kind of bad uh, i did challenge uh everyone myself uh val uh, and danny to make their own set of unreadable dice and then we're going to try and, and bully kicker into making this set uh, based on okay. popularity um i found this is kind of a slide seven here it's kind of like the base of what i found of a terrible dice uh danny mm-hmm. if you oh. could describe those dice uh, for the audio listeners. well for audio listeners um we're looking at a dice and normally when you put pips on a dice, they're in some kind of recognizable pattern or order. But no, these are randomly scattered all over the dice. One one to six still, but not an easily readable order. You have to actually count the pips on each one. In, yeah. in this particular case, also, I find I find the, the, the six particularly throwing me Darn. off. I keep reading it as a five. Yeah. But in fact, mm-hmm. but I think that has to do with how it sort of apes the layout of of a traditional five, but it's really a six. So yeah, okay. That's fair, okay, so we did that. So I wanted to share, uh, if we go to the next one here, this is the dice that I invented uh, for my perfect, easy to read dice. It's my <laughs> Eye of Terror uh, dice concept. It's blue lines on a clear dice, preferably. And it uh-huh. is six circles oh nested inside each other. Uh, and each circle uh, side of the dice has one of the circles as a dashed line instead of a full line. Uh, so, like, if the innermost circle is dashed, yeah. that's a six, um, uh-huh. and if the outermost, it's a one. So, so that is what my is dice. Wrong with you? I think yeah. dice. I think like I think dice like a joke. If you have to explain it, it's probably not good. I mean, generally, my jokes not very good. I do have to explain them most of the Wait time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We can't stop the show now. Like, We've been going too long. Like, see how I burned you like three times in one sentence. There, that was sick. Yeah. So, <laughs> apparently, though, nuclear physicists will love those dice. So that's good. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe oh, okay. for, like, for like the ion count or something like that? Like, what? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, the, the important thing to remember is the very innermost circle is the six. Uh, and the outermost circle <laughs> is the one. Bad. That's all. That's that. Yes. Uh, that is clearly how that should work. Nuclear yeah, science absolutely. is uh, next semester for John for his English <laughs> no, degree. <laughs> this no, semester not. is German. If you're noticing <laughs> German and <laughs> math for his English degree. A concerning degree. trend here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's German and <laughs> math. So uh, next is nuclear huh. science. I don't know if I like our yeah. odds. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, uh, I already have all of my science credits. So with oh, geography good. and life science, this guy all sorted out. It's all good to go. Uh, Val, why don't you describe uh, your dice set that you made right here? Well, I just thought that you know I've 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 been been very vocal about uh, you know making sure that we're an inclusive community, and I thought 
That's let's trigger let's trigger Danny as much as we possibly can. So I suggested <laughs> that we we make some dice with with you know a, a, a very noble looking fox guy on it. Well, I know. Fair, I mean, he's they're easy to read but hard to look at. You know, I mean, I think they I think they all look pretty good. I know um, that, that easy on my image, eyes. The full image of that of that creature is naked and has a giant <laughs> erection. So, like, thank you for that, Val. I'll be thinking of that anytime oh, I see now this is, is that the six or the one? I'm not sure. Vic um, and Jack. Picture. <laughs> Vic and Chad letting us know that those dice should be filled with liquid <laughs> and the pips move around. <laughs> That's all the googly eyes. All the googly eyes. All right. Oh my god, these dice. Oh, that's so good. Danny, uh, please describe your next slide and then let Val know when you want that up there. Yeah, go ahead. Throw it up, Val. Let's start let's talk about these bad boys. So <laughs> what I did um is uh these are just wing these are just winged See, I like. I would, oh man, you're gonna need a folder plus to get to back that more out. I like. I like that. That not only are they the wingdings, but instead of having like a number, the amount of wingdings representing each wingding. No, these are actually the one through six symbols in wingdings on a dice. Like this, I think has. This is just. This is something special. This is this is up there with the like with the like shape system for ranges and the new kill team. I think that's I think this oh, is kind yeah. of the similar zone. Oh shit! I only got a filing cabinet plus a folder. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Sorry, your character's dead, I can't John. Get <laughs> oh. If you reroll it, hopefully you don't get an hourglass. <laughs> Guys, graphic design is our passion, and I think that came across very clearly. And but I'm crying. Oh, wingding dice. Oh, wingding dice. Do we even have any idea which number is which? Like, what is the six in this case? No, we do. <laughs> so for that one, what, do we uh, have? Do we have the Rosetta Stone of wingdings? Okay, here, so, hold on. Okay, so the the single page. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the single page is a one. The nope. page yeah. that's full that's dog eared is a two. Nope, you were you were very incorrect. The three page so, John, I'm explaining my dice. You're just gonna have to let me finish. Okay. I'm literally looking at the one numbers. <laughs> <laughs> What's the six? What's this? Open folder? Is open folder six? That feels very six-ish. Yeah. The open folder is a six, the hourglass is a one clearly the six actually the hourglass is the six the open folder is a one okay uh, well we were no close three no documents paper. three documents is a four one bolded document is a three. Oh, two filing cabinets yeah five <sighs> is a filing cabinet and two is a folded open piece of paper perfect brilliant oh. Brilliant. This is, uh, there's lots of calls from chat to make this. Um, so yeah, kicker, if you're watching, check your inbox. The wingding uh, dice, I think Danny has definitely stumbled upon the official Grim After Dark dice of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, let us know. Uh, super chat us uh, and give us money if you would pay more money for wingding dice. Wingding uh, dice. Yeah. But we can't, we can't let this entire episode go. Also, noticing uh, that the, uh, the alarm bells have kind of tapered off a little bit. On the old, yeah. uh, the old alerts kind of trickled <laughs> out there. Yeah, guys, we only made a bunch of money at the start of this episode. I think Val's, we almost we almost did a cool ten bucks. I think that was all right. Files downgrading to an executive That's more than I've ever seen in one week. place streaming in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> in we YouTube ad dollars, money. in YouTube ad dollars, that is uh, seven months of work. Uh, but we have one more dive. What? Oh Marvel. yeah. Okay. We have one more. I feel like this dice. is. I feel like this, this is, is a little bit. Yeah, slightly. But I'm pretty yeah. good though. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our Warhammer Fantasy dice, which I think should be. Yes. The oh, they're square dice. bases. So they're squares instead of circles. Yes. Um, I see. But yeah, I should have. I should have started with that and finished with Danny's. A very, very good wingding dice. Ah. <sighs> Guys, you want to talk uh, some? Thank you, Kelsey. Stuff? By the way, um, yeah, thank yeah, you. we'd love to sell you some dice, but 
There he is. Yeah. There's Kelsey's up to kick her now. It's up to kick her now. <laughs> Kelsey's uh, so up be to, sure. uh, by my count, roughly $3.98 for the whole wow. show. So. Wow, this guy's pretty good. Fucking whale over just, here. <laughs> Reel them in. Don't watch Avatar uh, 2. Uh, it will um, break your heart. As a fellow whale. <laughs> guys, remember to watch Signals of the Front Line this Wednesday uh, so you can tell Kicker that you want to buy a brick of wing ding dice uh, and we will make it happen. Wing ding dice. Um, but let's, let's move Hashtag on. wing ding dice. I will uh, use everything in my power to make sure that Wing Ding Dice are legal at all Frontline Gaming events. If you are on the stream table, you must use <clears throat> Wing Ding Dice <laughs> <laughs> while on a chess clock. Wing Ding Dice. Yeah. Oh, That's a good bit. Yeah. That's a good bit. We're going to be TikTok bit. superstars. Oh, heck yeah. As long as it beats Camilleri, uh, that, that's all yep. that matters. Uh, I knew it would happen for me laughing so hard that I cried. Yeah, um, I, I also, really I also cried. I made it finally. Yeah. yeah. Um, Warhammer Plus uh, streaming service uh, that is out oh, yeah. there. Uh, Wargamer came out saying that the streaming service has just 115,000 subscribers. Um, there was a sort of a massive reaction to this, guys, as this is kind of like a terrible number that has less than 200,000 subscribers after two years. Uh, what are your guys' views on the success of Warhammer Plus? We will go more into the, the financial aspects of it in a couple slides from now about how they're actually doing, but kind of what's your thoughts on the community reaction to this? Well, I'm unaware of... Go ahead. But... Well, I, I think the, the community reaction uh, would, would probably be, be pretty... Uh, evident in the uh, subscriber numbers um mm -hmm. but uh you know like what are we what are we expecting here that's fair danny uh well what's your take been on this because it's kind of been derided as a really low number <laughs> i will say i looked up some other things it actually has more subscribers than amc plus it has more subscribers than ifc films and kind of what? other things like that yeah it's true. I looked it up. It's on Wikipedia, so it's got to be true. It's about as much fact-checking as we're doing here. But, Danny, what's, what's your take on the reaction to this? Um, well, uh, you know, I'm – so <clears throat> it's actually more capital than I thought that they were going to generate from that. Like I just, did, I just did a little math. And, like, if roughly, like, half the people are full-year memberships and not month-to-month – you're still looking at like four and a half million dollars or something like that. That's that's not I wouldn't say that's chump change, but it's it's enough to keep, I don't know, paying animators to, to make these to make these shorts if they want to uh, if if and I, I guess again, I don't know what their profit margin is on this either. So that's kind well, of an we're going to we're going to get to that here in a second. Yeah. OK, um, moving on to the next one here, which has some more like has some more information about Warhammer plus uh, it says here in our next slide that uh, the shows and animations have been viewed over 5 million times and the platform is making a profit accruing a revenue of 3.6 oh, million us dollars uh, against development costs of 2.9 million us dollars. So they're making almost $700,000 a, a year on Warhammer plus. Are you guys surprised at that level of profit? I mean, that's like four Space Marine kits in Australia. So, I mean, I'm not that surprised. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, I think it, like it's cool that they're at least breaking even, but it's also probably evident that they're they're spending to break even, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. So, like, they are they. It sure looks like they're they're range bound in, in what they can actually produce and put out there by uh, probably a desire to make sure they're not deficit spending to to get the platform more content and stuff like that i i'm where warhammer plus falls up i'm super fascinated to see oh can't blow the lead actually i did look ahead a little bit in the powerpoint but um uh yeah i these numbers are certainly not surprising to anyone that was a vocal critic of warhammer plus when we discovered that it wasn't going to be just sort of stuff that they they, they put where lots of people are going to see it Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like when they, when they announced the Warhammer plus deal or like that, they were doing it, you know, the stock didn't bounce 10% like it did, uh, with the Cavill announcement, right? Because mm -hmm. only, only Warhammer folks and, and people are going to be the ones who are going to be subscribed to that and interested in it. 
and they also it's limited by how much they're able to report and how big they're I'm sorry how much how much how, how much they're able to promote it and all that kind of stuff it's just you know they, they've got they'll, they'll have a good size group of people to cross sell it to but you know uh, a break-even sort of enterprise is probably what they've designed it to be and that's what it's been doing sure mm-hmm. danny how much has that five million total views number been fudged because How currently much that's it's about, yeah, it's kind of been inflated or kind of taken from other things because that currently works out at 44 video views per subscriber. <laughs> that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I can, I mean, it, it wouldn't be surprising to me if some people just like put it on in the background, having already watched everything while they paint and that kind of stuff. I can really see that, that, and you, they're like a battle report is a significant amount of time. Right, you can spend watching something like that. It wasn't. Was it total views or was it hours spent viewing? Uh, total views. Their videos have been viewed five million times. Five million times. Well, imagine how many times you view a painting video. Like just one, because I watch Louis uh, do a painting video, and I'm like, uh, I will never be able to do that, and I turn it off immediately. I see. If they just quit yeah. hobbying altogether. Just quit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the, <laughs> throw the, I guess a little the perspective. At, at their half-year report last year, which is the last time they gave any numbers on this, I don't think they gave detailed specifics in their annual report in the summer. I could be corrected mm-hmm. if I'm wrong there. Uh, but it was a million. So after the first six months of the of, of Warhammer Plus, they did a million views. In the intervening year, they've they've done another four million. So... I guess they. I guess that means maybe that means the velocity is sort of picking up. Maybe it's actually picking up steam rather than the opposite. Who knows? It'd be um, hard. Uh, the content, the content that I actually use from it is all Warhammer Vault stuff because I'm a weirdo. But like, sure. um, you know, I am subbed and I completely. I forgot to get my f- stupid model. I never so got my stupid it. model twice. You guys can still get it. I will say. Um, the the hammer and bolter stuff is super good, and there is a, there it is. things on there just temper expectations, right? Um, but moving on, like <clears throat> the what really reminded me or kind of brought me down to earth about like guys, Warhammer Plus is actually successful if you look at it there because a meme uh, showed me another area's financials, which is a weird statement to put together. Um, Black Library only made one point six million last year. Uh, so they make less than two million a year. Danny Val, you guys surprised by how low the profit is off of Black Library when there's so much coming out of there? No, and here's why: they're not marketing that stuff to make. I mean, yeah, it's nice if it makes a profit, but all of these are just advertisements for their intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they spend the money now, making sure that that's developed and that there are things for people to read, like, it's going to pay off in the back end. I, I assume, or I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the logic behind it. Mm-hmm. I well, I kind of had like a bit of an epiphany the other day where like I I kind of felt like uh like their entire retail chain operation and probably a good chunk of black li- library is just like to plant seeds in people's heads that's along the lines of when I can afford this I'm gonna buy so much of this shit and and I feel like that's all the retail chain does is like people walk mm-hmm. by is like I'm too young I don't have a job or whatever like I can't do this now but one day. I'm gonna get a nine to five. I'm gonna come back, and that's. I feel. I feel like that's the actual story for a lot of people in the hobby. Sure. And yeah. um, and like I think Black Library is part of that. Is just like how can they get a little earworm in there to get the to to get people interested in the settings and all that kind of stuff to and get more re- repeat business. So it's it, yeah. it's a regardless of how much money it actually generates, it is an incredibly important piece of the whole operation. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it keeps these people going, Val, in that exact same thing, right? Like, it's going to keep them interested in the product while they're too poor to otherwise afford to get into the hobby. Or by their by their estimations. They're probably not. So no, they're too poor. It's fine. <laughs> so, it, you know, anything, that'll, anything that can get people hooked, they're really good at that. I think Tanya's yeah. calling out, like, about licensing in the... Uh, in the chat, their licensing revenue was in fact down this uh, in in the in the uh, in the first half of the year, only because though they took a lot uh, some big front end payments on some recent licensing deal. According to the preamble, we were supposed to do a tier list of round tree one liners. Damn it! Yeah, oh, there was some so good. Okay, that'll be three, our by the way, killer, but- some some hot fire. He threw a lot of pieces of Games Workshop right under the bus um, yeah. on this. Specifically, it was one my favorite yeah. one. 
Yeah. yeah. Next rough. week, Roundtree. No, if I could, next week, yeah, we're you one-liners just to really get us in the LVO spirit. Uh, Nurgle right. Master, by the way, calling us all out by saying you could be so much better at this. Yes. Yeah, we could. Um, but that's okay. Uh, the other thing we noticed in that half-year report is that uh, in this next slide, no Amazon contract has been signed. They agreed in principle to explore opportunities with Amazon Studios, but that's about it. Uh, that's a very vague, vague statement, right, Val? Yeah, but it's also what was in the original press release as well, that it was an agreement in principle, that it wasn't like a signed, sealed, delivered thing. Yep. Um, and that, you know, on top of development times and all the rest of it, it's still not even like in stone. So, I mean, I, I really hope this goes through. I think it'll be phenomenal. But um, yeah, it's an agreement in principle and uh, we haven't seen any finalization yet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Danny, uh, are you, again, are, like you were nodding your head along, you're in kind of agreement that you're like, yeah, dumbass, nothing is agreed yet. Well, I mean, I mean, that's what an agreement in principle is. Uh, I don't go to your fancy law school. <laughs> and maybe if you could say it in the way of a formula or in German, I might be able to understand you. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I can say hello. Uh, moving on. Uh, this next slide is titled Gingerbread Omunda. Uh, one of our good friends shared this in a local group. Um, Delicious. Tired Necromunda board. Uh, made with gingerbread. Danny, could you take us into some detail about what we're looking All at? All right. So here, I'm going to full screen this thing on my computer here. Maximize. That's like enhance, but for Chrome After Dark. Are those <laughs> menorah holders? What are those? Those are menorah holders. Okay, that's, cool. That's very good eyeball. I did not notice that. Yes. Um, all right, so we've got some uh, menorah holder walkways or decorative elements uh, combined with a lot of uh, gingerbread graham crackers uh, frosting together to make a ruined city. Um, there's such inspirational phrases uh, graffitied on the walls as be kind and Goliath dumb. <laughs> um, there's also some little, Goliath like, dumb. <laughs> there's also some little like chocolate snowmen like a scatter terrain. And I can see some orange gumdrops. I assume are like maybe some wound markers or something. Um, but yeah, it looks like fully interactive terrain. They have a lot of gates built out of pretzels, a lot of gumdrops, a lot of red hots. That's what mm -hmm. we're looking at. This, this feels like uh, the sequence where Homer falls asleep at the wheel, except he's a Warhammer fan. Uh, <laughs> just taking just taking bites out of the gantries. Wow. Amazing. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> also, um, Goliath Dumb feels like graffiti made by a Goliath ganger. Yeah. But by <laughs> To incite the other ones. Insults themselves. It was accidental. They meant to say Goliath Smart, but the guy didn't get the message. Oh, uh, Andrew and Chad, I just keep thinking of the sticky models. No, that was uh, a few weeks ago when we covered the model that was covered in 100 layers of hard coat. That's, that's mm -hmm. something different entirely. Um, guys, this is a gingerbread uh, terrain setup. What are, other foods, what are other foods that you can use as terrain? Oh, pot roast. Pot roast. Yeah. Is that obstructing? Impassable? Is, is that kind of... Obscuring? Well, it's dense, John. I don't know if you've ever had a pot roast before, but it's pretty dense. Um, well, I was thinking from, from a Warhammer fantasy perspective, I like the idea of well-sculpted rolling hills of mashed potatoes. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's pretty just good. delightful. Maybe a pat of butter just right on the top of all of them, just melting down like in there. Hmm. Oh, yeah, babbling brook of gravy. Yeah, Delightful. the skinks will love that. <laughs> oh, God. God, the smell. You guys haven't thought of the smell. <laughs> Kelsey with freaking spaghetti is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> A meatloaf terrain set oh for tyrannid players. Just eat mm -hmm. along. Dude, I love it. Well, what are some maybe some... Cake. So, so gingerbread and Monday, obviously very Christmas themed. Uh, what are some other holiday themes we can have for terrain sets or food theme sets? Oh, well, you got your uh, communion wafer Easter uh, uh, burn down ruin set, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just okay. don't drink the water if you're under 21. It's fine. I I'm thinking, <laughs> hey, it can be grape juice other places. It doesn't have to be wine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I'm thinking Fourth of July mm-hmm. uh, with uh, destructible terrain. Oh, okay. Huh? Celebrate, yeah. no. celebrate like, company. A forest, leave a crater. But if there are models inside, well, but roll, roll your wingding dice. If it comes out filing cabinet, you have to. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're done. <laughs> well, that's filing cabinet. <laughs> you get that empty folder. You got an empty soul. <laughs> better check the random terrain chart. Just a bunch of symbol oh. wingding symbols on there. Oh, Excellent. here I gotta put a file. I gotta put a file folder out or two documents. <laughs> Office Warhammer. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Uh, moving on. Um, uh, this guy here, very upset at a brand new Horus Heresy model. Uh, the It's an Alpha Legion sniper. He's very upset that the gun barrel does not line up with the, the bullet hole place. I know guns very well. Uh, Danny... <laughs> Is the hand over the face reaction for the model or for the person who's bothered by this? What's more embarrassing, the design of the gun or well, the person who's like... hold on, let me see the like, model again. I was zooming in yeah, to yeah. see... I, I've been staring at this all day. I have no idea what the hell's going on here. He's mad because in real life, the bullet wouldn't be able to fire because you put it in below where the chamber is. The The red line is where the bullet would go. Ah, uh, I see what chamber. you're saying here. Look at the green line. It appears to be crooked. So we can't even take this guy's representation of this model in any kind of a meaningful way. Yes. Yeah, fair. the bullet hole place. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> Could you spot spot the person who is not a native of the North American continent? <laughs> doesn't know these parts. Um, oh, boy. I'm still laughing about wingdings. Um, how important... So how important is accuracy in fantasy? So like, do these kind of touch points of realism, sort of like gun barrels being straight, kind of things going where they're supposed to go, do those touch points? Well, I mean, of you wouldn't see, you wouldn't see, uh, you wouldn't see a projectile hole tube uh, not lining up properly. Yeah, Evan, uh, Evan Valdike, Sepulcher of Heroes, uh, let us know. He, I think he he knows weapons. He's mad because the receiver assembly supposedly doesn't line up with the barrel. I mean, that's one way you could say it. Yep, that sure sounds accurate. Um, guys, what is a model you've seen that's frustrated you with its inaccuracies? You guys frustrated about some things? I, I can tell. What's the model that's frustrated you? I don't get mad at models, John. Um, I get even. How <laughs> <so> even? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, I look, I'm not the guy to ask this question because I played with Asriel and his gun uh lions war like a million times and uh that gun is no in no way functions at all there's no way that that gun actually works i'll tell you what annoys me yeah the the fact that the valkyrie is actually in 20 is actually like a 28 millimeter sized fucking harrier jet and everything else, every other vehicle in the game is like significantly scaled down, and the Valkyrie is just the most gigantic thing in the world, and yeah, it, it always bothers me. Because it does, that. as a result. Yeah. But yeah, I think they didn't realize that when they brought it in from Forge World, they didn't realize that Forge World was making the true scale, like actual models, where you can fit all the guys in the back and all that kind of stuff, and then if you put it on a flying stand and make it out of plastic, it looks super dumb, and it makes me upset every time I see it. It's fair. So, guys, when you're at LVO, please take up your Valkyries for Val to sign. He, he will take that with Sharpie. Put the old John Hancock on the side. Um, mm-hmm. Your real ventures have square boots. According Why? to our chat, he does. Uh, just because that was what the Codex Astartes demanded. <clears throat> or the Index Astartes. Yeah. You gotta, gotta have square boots. I hate it. Valks for Val is the hashtag we're using for that one, according to chat. Thank you, Dade. Valks for Val. Um, Love it. We're moving on to bad Tau takes that I found. Oh, great. Uh, which is always sure you a found great a million. Oh, this one's, kind of, this one's like super awful. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this one says, the real answer, and if you know GW, is Tau were introduced to suck money from incel weebs. That's Fuck. it. They were hated because people at the time who played Warhammer felt they were low-key nerds who almost universally hated anime. Almost normal. <laughs> then all of a sudden, you have the weeps coming in. 
Naruto running to the tables and taking uh, talking about tentacle porn, chicken tendies, and their My Little Pony collections. The Warhammer community didn't want to be associated with the weebs, and it was forced on us because money. Hate was warranted. Uh, guys, take me through this terrible Tao take. What an awful person. Like, it just, just, sucks the, <laughs> just sucks the air right out of my lungs. This is just like a, what a loser. Like, I, I like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Like, you just, you were just like, Tau, what? Clearly, you haven't played against Tau before, because if you had played against Tau even one time, you would empathize with this, with this, I assume it's a man. I'm going to say man, um, like a million times over. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I appreciate his candor and his honesty mm-hmm. and really <laughs> helping us to understand why Does we it, have to deal with top players on a on a you know a monthly or even weekly basis for some people which is really unfortunate does it bother you that one of the reasons he said gw uh invented tau uh, was to take advantage of people naruto running to the tables uh when naruto didn't actually come out until late 99 and the tau <laughs> was published in early 99 <laughs> You know, there's been successive waves of Tau players, so let's not, like, discount them just because they're from the newer wave. Let's discount them because they're Tau players. Like, like, yeah. telling, like tentacle porn? Are you tell me Slanesh didn't have tentacle porn, like, not locked down, like, well in advance of the Tau? Yeah. Like, I mean, but they're not cool. just talons. You know? Yeah. Um, so some interesting facts I learned while researching Tau. I, I did wipe my computer afterwards. Uh, Gav Thorpe began developing uh, Tau. You guys will like this. Initially, they were conceived as a counterpart to the Lizardmen faction from Warhammer Fantasy in the All same right. way the, El- the Elder are counterparts to the High Elves. Uh, interesting. How do you think Tau would have changed or been different if they had just been sort of designed as a, a kind of a space lizard bin force? Would we see something similar looking? 10,000 times cooler. It would have been a cooler. lot cooler, that's for sure. <laughs> you wouldn't have any of these Naruto weebs running around, yeah, I'll tell exactly. you that much. <laughs> yeah, if I see one more person run past me at a tournament with their arms behind their back, um, like, I, I just, I'm not going to deal with it. It's going to be a throw punch from me. However, yeah. let's keep the chicken tenders, no matter what happens to Chicken Tau. tendies? I'm down with those. Mm-hmm. Though the guy was you know, actually pretty, pretty <laughs> right. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, the, the, so early 90s, that happened. Late 90s, when it was coming out, Jazz Goodwin uh, actually designed uh, the, a lot of the Tau as a way to attract new players who weren't interested by a space Tolkien aesthetic that most of the other armies had. So he was sort of right what? about that one. Okay, wait a minute though. There's mm-hmm. no lizard men in Tolkien. Well, so most what they're saying is uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Most of the races were based on sort okay. of like a science fiction version of Tolkien fantasy. Sure. And they, they brought the Tau in as a way to kind of circumvent that, and be away from that, and kind of like, look, we're cool because we have weird goat people. Uh, I didn't say it worked. But, yeah. <laughs> if they had lizards, they still wouldn't be Tolkien-esque. Like they're Tolkien-esque. Well, that was that was the late nineties because Gavor well, came up with it early. Almost 90s the exact same time, maybe a little bit earlier. They bring in Necrons. They're almost they're, the both of them are almost the same. The, Necrons are slightly earlier than Tau. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, and Crons are flux. still. I don't know they're very different, but like out like that's an interesting point though. Like of the original like rogue trader sort of race deck. Like who? Uh, who wasn't sort of Tolkien in in origin? I guess the Space Marines are sort of unique in that sense. Not really. Yeah. They're just like the Dunedain. Big, big like, humies. Yeah, yeah, or like you know the 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 original like the OG humans were really powerful in Tolkien. So demons, like actual having demons. Balrog of Morgoth. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a demon. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. a demon right there, bud. Yep. Okay. Well, I don't know, man. I'm just yep. throwing it. Throwing some, and then p- since then, like anything, we, just, we got squats back. Well, Nids, you also have Tyranids. Necrons. Yeah, Tyranids are upgraded. But they're not. They're not Rogue Trader. They come in in the second edition. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, they they were in Rogue Trader, but it was like a really, really small. Like, the like Gene it Stealers. Was, yeah, it was like Gene Stealers and Tyranids were different. They weren't the same yet. And like the original Tyranid was like a really big Termagant. Um, but Guys, yeah, they're chat, you're right though that those are not Tolkien esque. Chat coming in with a fire question though: Who is the Tom Bombadil of 40k? 
Oh, Clouseau. Oh, Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau. Correct. The famous uh-huh. Inquisitor. Uh-huh. I was just going to guess Malkador. <laughs> you know, I just don't think he sings enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Kelsey coming saying Necrons are the 40k Tomb Kings. Now they are. When they were originally introduced, they were uh, pretty much just the T-800 from Terminator, right? Well, there yeah. were, were more like... Uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft-esque, like with the Satan, oh, like yeah. in the unknowable horror that, like that they represented. I don't know. So that's why they were bad because it was based on a bad concept. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, of all on. the fantasy yeah. races, the yeah. ones that have come furthest up my my tier list of races that seem cool, Tomb Kings. Ever since I found out that Cetra like rolled out and fought the Chaos Wastes, um, mm-hmm. like 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 just this like skeleton dude on a chariot like rolling through the arctic i was like you know what this guy's got play I'm, i want to know more guys then i don't it turned know out there's no black library fiction whatsoever about them so i kind of ran into a dead end i don't there's know some. enough about the hobbit or kids? lord of the rings take this offline uh, we were called danny we were called blue wizards i don't get that reference i don't we don't have names and we just kind of are there oh awesome yeah that's right that's that's a, that's a really good call yeah, it works uh, James Workshop on Twitter, or, or the actor who plays him, came with this uh, very good take uh, about a current situation. <laughs> with wizards doing a big poop in their pants and pissing off the entire D&D customer base with OGL, let's all take a moment to reflect on how my company has never made a mistake. Uh, his company, of course, for <laughs> to James Workshop. Uh, Val, Danny, what's been going on with Wizards of the Coast? It's been all over the internet, and I don't follow it enough to know. Danny, was, you're the actual lawyer. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a no, notice. His, he has a, rule 34 says he's not. He told us earlier. That's 44. And I can have a limited license to practice once I finish this semester. So, um, like it's. <laughs> limited to rule 34. Yeah, it's 44. So do I have to keep correcting you on rules or what, what's, what's going to happen here, John? I'm going to keep on saying it's rule 34 okay. regardless. So up to you. Please do not, because that is a very different rule. <laughs> the furry um, dice are probably more applicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. D and D. So, uh, what they've done? The open games license, Danny. Yeah. The open so games. The open gaming license. So what they've done is they. I think they had this listed on like a financial report. That they were planning on, or maybe it was a, it was a leaked email that they were planning on, like trying to backtrack and like close down the open gaming license. Now, um, the open with, gaping license, OGL, open <laughs> gaming license. That's, that's rule thirty four. I yeah, heard no. you say it. I, I heard I heard open gaping license there, but oh, gaping. It's fine. No, no, your words not mine. No. Your words no. not mine. Um, Man, that would have been the typo for the century, right there, right? I like, feel, real. I feel like it was a, I feel like it was maybe like a, like a, a like a analyst call, and someone on on the Hasbro wizard side said, "quote Dungeons and Dragons is under monetized." Dun dun dun, and then later this shit leaked. Yeah. And I'm looking. I'm looking at an article. Yeah, it's definitely about elite, elite, uh, uh, elite article uh, saying that. Yeah, and people freaked out about it. So we'll see. I, I would have. I kind of think the cat is out of the bag at this point. I think it's probably pretty hard to put the cat back into the bag. So like trying cats to claim that. What's that? Cats are tough. They don't want to be are. in that bag. No. If there's a little, if no. that bag's a little wet, a little water, a little moisture in there, definitely not. Not getting that cat in there. <laughs> they've seen so this. Think, they've seen this movie. They know what's going to happen. They're going right in the river. <laughs> what's happening is Wizards of the Coast or, or their their business. Daddy John, I think grow. Danny and I have, are explaining this very clearly. Uh, I don't are know. Trying to monetize or charge people for creating their own content based on their system. Well, they want to. They want to claim like there's people that are saying that they that they're that they're going to try and claim ownership of the original uh, OGL stuff. So like the mm-hmm. stuff that third parties had produced for for D and D all throughout different editions. Um, go ahead. So no, I was just going to say that we have a comment chat. It would be the equivalent of GW claiming they could make frontline gaming pay them royalties for running 40k tournaments. Or having Not 40k so terrain. F- Not so fast. Maybe 40k terrain if it was like actually 
See, because like the thing that's funny about this is that Games Workshop has nothing like this because they actually just squashed it all. They actually like literally said, yeah. you can't do anything. We will crush you. This mm-hmm. is you can literally take Dungeons and Dragons characters written all their rules, all that stuff. You can make a Kickstarter based on Dungeons and Dragons lore and all that kind of stuff and make money on it because of the currently current written open gaming license or whatever the hell it sure. is. Yep. And that's wildly unique and tremendously permissive. And now what they're saying is they want to cut. Sure. And so like to a Warhammer player, it's cute and like NBD. And I like, I think it's, I don't know. See, it seems yeah. it seems wildly. Prim- it feels like TSR. It feels like something TSR would have done before it was even bought by Wizards and then swallowed by Hasbro. Like this feels like something that I can't believe even exists. Mm-hmm. It's was yeah. So this next slide here kind of explains sort of what Val was going on about about the kind of difference between GW fans and the Wizards <laughs> of the Coast thing. Um, which... <laughs> so Danny, what are we looking at? One of my at? favorites. Uh, so what we were looking at is a famed anti-Semite talking to potentially the most famous Jewish person of all time. Um, <laughs> it's Mel Gibson talking to uh, what is is that Eric Bana? Is that who played Jesus in Passion? I, think I don't so. think Eric Bana was Jesus, but good good effort. Really. <laughs> Okay. Was was it? Was that Eric Bana? Uh, now I got to look it up. Um, anyway, it up so now. yeah, uh, <laughs> he's, he's covered in blood, <laughs> crown of thorns, everything going on, and uh, it's. Uh, I'll bring it back. Mel Gibson is. <laughs> Mel Gibson is explaining to him that D and D fans, D and D fans, their company is being mean to them, and the Jesus is titled with Warhammer fans. So the. <laughs> The idea here is that <laughs> they're really trying to communicate is that D&D fans really haven't gone through any hardship in their life or done anything really meaningful um, and uh, are taking all the credit for everything, whereas Warhammer fans have already experienced can, a lot. Can I just point out here, Kelsey and Jack having in with the, the fire joke, audio listeners thought you were talking about Kanye West for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Oh, but yeah, yes. Jim Caviezel was Jesus. Oh, yeah. okay, that's right. Eric Bana's Aramaic just really wasn't on point enough. He was probably shortlisted for the role, but uh, he just, just couldn't, uh, make, Jim couldn't make it. That. He wasn't. He didn't complete his English degree in Alaska yet, and thus no. hadn't an Aramaic no. course. J- Jim Caviezel, uh, by the way, from uh, Homer Best in Tabletop, uh, Mount Vernon, Washington. That's where he was born. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Who know you like, looks like you can be successful out of Mount Vernon. Um, (laughs) Isn't Mount Vernon also the name of the place where George Washington's plantation was? That that I don't know, but I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah. That's confusing. Um, So there's a state. Okay. Yeah. But it's a state in Washington. It's, it's a city in Washington. Mm -hmm. State called Mount Vernon, but it's also, Anyway, that blows my mind. Yeah, that's where his manor was located. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the state of mind. Nothing else happened uh, there. No. The most <laughs> telling thing about this meme here uh, was the phrase that the company owns their hobby, uh, which I thought was a very interesting kind of arrangement of words. Is this accurate? Is it kind of the split between Games Workshop and the Games Workshop kind of fan base and hobbyists? The fact that they, the fans think Games Workshop doesn't own Warhammer, and that the people who play it do. I hope they don't think that. But I mean, that's clearly not like, I, well, I think the joke here is that like the D and D people think that they own the hobby. Whereas Warhammer fans clearly never had that, ne- never had that uh, thought. Maybe the rogue trader guys back in the day, but it's been a long time since it was uh, any sort of a, you know, shared creative endeavor, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's get some guys. more global campaigns going, guys. Let's feel part of the party again. Yeah. Come on. Hashtag uh, Valkval. Um, <laughs> do you guys, as we sign out here, do you guys have any tips for the poor Dungeons & Dragons community about how to deal with an oppressive company uh, charging them money for things? <sighs> again, not being charged money. I mean, they're already being charged money. Yes. 
but any words through their cut also i i do like the the fact that they say this is a cute one in that in the new in the leaked version that uh if you do create stuff under the terms of that license that uh the parent company uh, wizards of the coast has an irrevocable like forever license to like reproduce and reprint and uh, and use whatever it is you create that is pretty cute so like if you use the license yes you can profit off it and sell it but then again they can also turn around publish it and sell it themselves kind of neat it'd be interesting to see how that played out in court but yeah I, I hear what you're I saying. I guess we'll find out next semester when <laughs> you're finally allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's when I take copyrights. Limited legal liability. I gotta get myself. Uh, a, I gotta get myself back to get myself in a class. Get some learning. So I got something to bring to this this show. You guys are picking up new words all the time. Like yeah, John's gun barrels start, worked. John's gonna start giving the podcast or the uh, the video cast here in German. Is what he told me. We don't but have German language coverage yet. John, that could uh, be yeah. you. I can I can order a coffee uh, and I oh. can ask for the bill and I can right. differentiate between a male waiter and a lady waiter. Can you uh, well, outside of that? Yeah. No. 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 As what I used to say down. in my high school Latin class. Oh God. Canis est in via. Can yeah. you agree? Thank you. Dude, the dog that. is in the street, John. The dog is in the street. <laughs> well. While Val zips up his fly, uh, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Grim After Dark. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We explored the grim darkness. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussions. And remember to follow us on all of the social media. Like and subscribe. Uh, hit up Kicker. Be like, hey, we want Wingdings dice. Um, we will make sure that they happen because we won't leave them alone at LVO. until the point where it's like, guys, I'm too busy to do this. If I just say yes, will you go away? And we'll be like, maybe. But until next time. Stay safe, stay warhammered, and remember, it's pretty grim after dark. Absolutely. All right, and everyone's mics are completely still hot. No, everyone's mics, because I I don't have any buttons. So we'll just wind this down. Great outro there, John. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I really put a ribbon on it. Yeah, that was nice. No, Just okay, yeah, 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 and we're clear. Yep. Yep. Well, we're harassing Kicker for nonsense. Can't wait for the French dub version. Not in my life. Looking forward to it. I know. Now people are trying to claim that <laughs> this is a bit, <laughs> but I like that I we know. can uh, turn our ineptitude into bits. Comedy.